Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Ollie Davis, and I'm joined by my sworn enemy, Pete Quinnell. Hello, hi. Luke's off all this week, so I'm yeah. filling it. Do not envy him. Mm. Do you know what he's doing? I'm not a clue. He did have a holiday planned. Mm-hmm. They've decided to cancel the holiday because I I don't think it's called breaking the baby, but that's sure <laughs> how it sounds, right? You just leave the baby. Oh, right. So they're like training her so that it's okay when she's by herself and that she's still safe. And and she'll then hopefully fall asleep on her own accord. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I texted him yesterday. I was like, oh, I miss you this week. And he was like, yeah, well, you know, you don't feel too bad for me. <laughs> <laughs> But this, is, this has been my life so far in like mm-hmm. the four hours that it passed on Monday morning. And yeah. Yeah, he's sending these wordles at weird times, doesn't he? Yeah. It's like a 4 a.m. or a uh-huh. half to yeah. in the morning, well, that is. Yeah, it's entirely his fault for having a child. Yeah. <laughs> Adopt one. Ready no made. No sympathy, Luke. <laughs> you knew what you were getting into. Exactly. Who says? Oh, yeah, that's easy. Yeah, no one. No one says that. I mean, this is deep. I don't, I don't know if I want to have kids. Okay. I, but if I was going to... I'd definitely skip the early stage. Okay. So I'd get one off the shelf. Okay, right, yeah. I'd adopt. Uh-huh, yeah. And I was thinking, well, maybe, you know, why would people commit to stuff that sounds that challenging? But mm-hmm. then I thought, I've done a marathon. People uh-huh. do that all the time. Yeah. That's part of, part of it is the challenge, right? Mm. Um, funnily enough, this topic came up yesterday when my parents were visiting because they they not not that specifically but they were meeting my my partner for the first time and they were just talking about it because funnily enough you've got a girlfriend yeah i know crazy right um she was talking about because she's a uh, for those unaware she's a paramedic and on her last shift that happened just as she was finishing at midnight uh, a car raced in in front of the ambulance and a person got out and the woman was just giving birth and they were like oh god and they like ran out and was just like get maternity pack go go and they were just, like, just as they were getting off shift someone was like giving birth 
in the road and it was oh. like oh god so she had mentioned that and was like talking about her shifts and stuff like that and got onto the subject of having children and stuff like that mm -hmm. and and they were saying that funny enough kind of sort of not the opposite of what you were saying but like the early stuff is like it's manageable because at least they don't go anywhere when sure. you leave them it's like they need food they need sleep they need attention fine you can deal with that you can That's pass on to someone else you can have them back not not a problem but when they start getting a bit older and they know what they want and they will throw attention when they don't get it, that's the real challenge of having children, supposedly. So Luke can complain all he likes. He's not going to know what's hidden when, when she gets a bit older. Oh, that's, that'll be great comfort to him, I'm sure. Yeah, but it's going to be great. Him it's going to get worse. Yeah, it will get worse, Luke. Yeah. Miss you, bud. <laughs> <laughs> how, was your, how was your weekend? Did you get up to anything fun? I did. I did a lot of writing. Because I had the whole weekend to myself. Mm. Holy crap! I watched a film called Prisoners. Prisoners. You heard of it? No. Right. So Dennis Denis Villeneuve, bless you, Dennis Dennis the director, sure. as I call him. You know, he's he's the guy who did Dune. Okay. He's the guy right. who did Arrival, Sicario. Brilliant director. Mm -hmm. I've seen every film he's ever made. I've even seen Enemy when it came out, folks. I liked him before he was cool. <laughs> And there's only one film I've never seen of his, which was Prisoners. Okay. Hugh Jackman, Jake Gyllenhaal, um, <clears throat> someone else. Okay. <laughs> Paul Dana, that's it. Okay. And it is just an awful, awfully suspenseful film mm -hmm. where I genuinely wanted it to end, which very rarely happens to me. Usually I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, this is so suspenseful. I'm on the edge of my seat. Yeah. This was like, no, 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 no. I want, I want it to stop now. Right. But I saw it through. It's two and a half hours. And there is a whole bit of the middle of the film where Hugh Jackman is doing proper acting. You know, like, oh, no, I know Hugh Jackman, proper mm -hmm. acting. I've yeah. seen Logan. I'm like, sure. That's not real acting. Yeah. He is Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, you know, for all the people who like Logan and mm -hmm. you think, you know, you're into your art house stuff. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's a Wolverine movie. <laughs> In my opinion, it's not even that well done. Oh my god, that's a hot take. I'm not. I'm not one for the film Logan. Okay. Anyway, he's doing. Hugh Jackman is doing actual acting, mm -hmm. and it's very good. Right. And there's a scene that goes on for about quite a long time, but it is good, where he is just yelling about his drinking problem and his kidnapped daughter in the car of Jake Gyllenhaal. Right. And Jake Gyllenhaal, you'd think, let's let's sit back, mm -hmm. let the other guy do the acting for the scene. But Jake Gyllenhaal is this very weird performance who, who blinks weirdly all the time for no reason. Right. He's just like, what's my in for this character? Blinking. <laughs> and Jake Gyllenhaal, all the time, while Hugh Jackman is having this excellent breakdown, is going, hey, 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 hey. That's... It's but really why good. though? It's really good, but it That's really made weird. me laugh. Let me see if I can find this scene on YouTube. That is <clears throat> very strange. Um, prisoners YouTube car uh, <laughs> car car fight argument scene. Okay, here we go. God damn! Got, got, got an ad first. That's always good. It puts ads on front of. Know who does that? Okay, it's three minutes thirty long. So oh I'm my god! Okay, so. Jake Gyllenhaal has been following Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal suspects something of Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Hugh Jackman's very tightly wound. 
That's what's good. Right. Day it hasn't been over six. Day six. And every day, she's wondering why I'm not there. Bless you. Okay, there's, there's, there's swearing. some salty language. Not you. Not you. But me. Every day. Right. So forgive me for not going home to have a good night's rest. And why did you look for my daughter? My hey, 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 hey. He's still going. He's still doing it. Hey, hey, hey. Okay, well, it was it was a lot longer in my head. <laughs> but he does do it for a bit too long. Yeah. But, hey, hey, because he only calms down. He goes, hey, hey, well, hey. You don't see a lot of the A's building up to that. That's a four-minute-long yeah. scene. Yeah, I skipped through the bulk. Okay, but that but that was though. that was the standout moment of my weekend. Mm. It was an extraordinary movie. What about sorry, you? sorry, editor Vinny, for having to censor those swears. Mm. Sorry, bud. Uh, my weekend was good. Um, I did I did a podcast with Tempest on Saturday, which is the first podcast we've done in like three weeks together. Oh yeah, it's been nuts because we don't do the NXT one anymore. And then it was me and Sat. And then it was you and Luke doing the SmackDown mm -hmm. one last week. So then finally, it was me and Tempest reunited. So that was nice. You miss him. I did. I did miss him. LIW's fine. Exactly. <coughs> Very fine. What what a what a match to come back to as well. Oh, God. You to Moxley. so good. I can't but, stop thinking about I it. I know. Gen Sat and Prisoners. I couldn't believe that it was the SmackDown after WrestleMania and we led with Rampage. Because it was mm. more noteworthy. Some bigger stuff happened on that show. I couldn't get over that match because I was like, well, match of the week is going to be FTR Young Bucks, right? From Dynamite. Yeah. What a, what a match. That's going to be a great match of the week. And then you and Moxie happened. And I was like, never mind. <laughs> yeah, it's like Bucks FTR was very much a great match. Cool. Mm -hmm. But this was like a great match, a great angle. And it felt like something had been created from it. Yeah. So that makes it more, more meaningful in a way. Star making performance. We yeah. throw around that term quite a lot, but this genuinely was like goodness me it was i'm, I'm not going to talk about it more because i already did a whole podcast talking about it the only really thing good. i think it lacks is while yuta is being bulldog choked moxley isn't going hey hey <laughs> hey <laughs> hey 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 that's gonna be my new thing cool throughout the whole podcast when you're talking i'm just gonna be going uh, hey maybe don't do that hey hey <laughs> anyway, speaking of it, let's get into the main bulk of this episode where we're going to be talking about that awful finish to Damian Priest versus AJ Styles and also the rest of Raw. Here's the show. Well, Edge's faction wasn't cool for very long, was it? <laughs> What they the, tried. What the hell was that? Didn't even get a three-week push. <laughs> the House of Purple Nurples. <laughs> Honestly. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Chopper Pete Quinnell. Yes, my sworn enemy. But we have come together in Luke's absence. He is on holiday mm. to review today's episode of Raw and, of course, Thursday's episode of AEW Dynamite. Welcome to the Raw Review Podcast. It's the Raw after the Raw after WrestleMania. I just realized, is, I th this might be the third week in a row I've watched and reviewed Raw. How does it feel? Not good. No, no, it's, it actively makes you dumber, I yeah. think. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it warps your baseline for what is quality. Yes. 
I noticed when I was looking at all your ratings mm. earlier, your big your big spreadsheet when I was getting the images for the news earlier, that the lowest rated dynamite and the highest rated raw, there's only a five percent difference between them. Yeah. I feel like that's too close. People say <laughs> I hate AEW. Apparently you do, because <laughs> it's only five percent better than oh, Raw. What the best raw? Yeah, but even so. <laughs> so sometimes I go back I like I'll see the worst episode of Dynamite and I'll mm. be like, well, that to me feels like a 3.5. Sure. And then I'll look at the highest rated Raw and I'll be like, oh my God, well, that means that was <laughs> that was 19%, I guess. <laughs> I'm still tinkering with that system. Anyway, before we get in with the main talking point, which was that ridiculous finish to AJ Styles versus Damien Priest, this episode is brought to you by Patreon. Wrestle Talk's Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Wrestle Talk. Click the link in the description or the one that's being posted in the chat right now. Go catch up with loads of extra bonus content. I've got a little thing that I'll talk about later, but we've just had the poll finish for Wrestle Talk Extra. You and uh, Luke are going to be reviewing NXT TakeOver Dallas for this month, which is one of my personal favorite shows of all time. It's probably not the best quality in terms of like takeovers that there have been, but for like sentimental value, oh, it's got such a, such a soft spot in my heart. That Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura match oh God. really felt like the start of a new era for WWE right. and NXT. That was like the most NXT was ever going to replace the main roster. Right. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, you yeah. also had, that was the same year, AJ Styles and mm -hmm. Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson came across from mm -hmm. New Japan. <coughs> and sort of from just a interesting retrospective view, it's got... The Revival, <laughs> now FTR, yeah. we've had two of the best matches of the year that over the last week, versus Alpha... American Alpha. American Alpha. Yeah. Who have also kind of... Half of them have become one of the better acts on Raw. Yeah. And that was the match that I went, oh, tag team wrestling is amazing. Mm -hmm. And that was the match that went, oh, The Revival are amazing. And that was that that holds that match in particular holds a very, very strong place in my heart. That and Sami Zayn Shinsuke, because I thought at the time that's like, well, that's the greatest match ever. Yeah, that's that, that that can't be topped. It was then topped. But at the time I was like, it's magic. Can't beat it. God, that Nakamura entrance. When they're holy essing the yeah, entrance. Yeah, yeah. Oh, very it's good times. Good. Well, me and Luke will be reviewing that next week. So become a Patreon today to get that and loads more exclusive content. This episode of Raw <coughs> was, I was just saying to Pete before we came on air, it felt like more happened on this episode than last week's episode that was the Raw after Mania. Mm -hmm. Although that doesn't mean it was any good. No, it just felt like maybe there was more things that happened, but I don't think any of them were noteworthy in particular. There was a couple that I think were noteworthy, but just because there was more segments or things that mm -hmm. happened doesn't make it good necessarily yeah you had Tommaso Ciampa's call up you know you'd expect that for the Raw after Mania and Ciampa did re-debut but it was in a nothing backstage segment it was where he wasn't even the focus yeah uh, Bianca <coughs> Bianca Belair got her first program mm -hmm. a returning to the ring Sonya Deville yeah but again what why that was actually quite good but that would have been the perfect thing to do last week yeah it really would have and I mean I've got thoughts on that segment as a whole. The reveal itself was very good, but I've got mm -hmm. thoughts and feelings about the whole thing. But I feel like 
one of the things that people were more excited about coming into this week, you had Cody Rhodes' first match back after the first TV match, I should say, um, against The Miz going into it. You had a couple matches that were announced that didn't happen um, for various reasons. Protocol. Rhea Ripley is in protocol, whatever that means. Um, but a match that people are really looking forward to is AJ Styles versus Damian Priest. Mm-hmm. Because new cool faction. And last week, they had a pretty cool promo. I liked the... Um, the reason that Edge gave why he and Damian Priest were kind of coming together, um, the fact that they both turned heel on the same show was a nice little callback, and him saying, you know, Damian's someone who struggled to, to to find his true self, and he's been trying to please the fans for a while, and now we've come together. That was really cool. The, the House of Purple got this new character on a, on, a, on a nice high. But this match started off really well. I oh, thought yeah. it was really fun. AJ was pulling out all, all the big AJ. stops. Yeah. Pulling out all the big stops, all all the all the stuff that the the flippy backflip DDTs mm-hmm. and the the is it Uchigiroshi or the other one? I forget what he does. Yeah, phenomenal big, stuff. Phenomenal AJ Styles stuff. But then, but then, but then, but then, Damien Priest counters a phenomenal forearm. AJ goes for the springboard. He kicks him off the off the ropes, and AJ falls to the outside. Damien Priest then looks around, kneels in the ring and gestures upwards as the lights go out and a purple spotlight comes onto him. House of Purple stuff, right? Ooh, spooky dookie. And it cuts to an ad break. And you're like, that's pretty stupid. But whatever. Fine. I feel like they've done that sort of thing before and it's just like, ooh, I'm a creepy lighting man. Mm -hmm. And then we come back after the break and AJ's working him over. Yeah, and and it's just right back into the match, right? yeah. Yeah. It's stupid, but sure, whatever, let WWE do their stupid stuff. The problem was, he came back from the ad break, and the match was over. I was so confused. I was like, what? What, what is wrong with my illegal stream? <laughs> <laughs> How can I not... Have they cut out the end of this match? this bit. Yeah. And no, it was just... That was it. That match was over. And then AJ Styles did a promo backstage being like, I wasn't finished. It was like... So why did the match finish then? <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, AJ's promo to whoever it was, I can't remember the interviewer, it was like, but but no, the, you're blaming people like it wasn't in your control. <laughs> what did the purple light do to stop you from just getting up off a boot and beating the crap out of Damien Priest? I don't, I don't understand how this got approved. Because it's them not wanting either of them to lose and doing the worst out <laughs> out of it. Because you could have done a DQ finish, double count out, could have done no contest. Well, well, technically this was a no contest, but just having you know both of them brawl out of the arena or anything. And it still would have been not great. But this is like treating your audience like idiots. What? What is the reason for the no contest? Let's just start like... So in my mind... Priest kneels down. Yeah. Lights. Yeah. And then the lights just come up normally and Priest walks out and AJ's yeah. like, dude, what what happened there? And he walks out as well. Why wouldn't AJ get in the ring and do a countdown? I'm, I'm looking at this from a kayfabe perspective. So from, from a kayfabe perspective, it shouldn't have been a no contest. I reckon in kayfabe, it's supposed to be a little bit Bray Wyatt-y, teleport-y, but the- where the lights go down. Damien Priest is gone, so he should have lost by countdown. 
I reckon. In kayfabe, that's what happened when it went to ad break. That's a speculation on my part. So we just missed. Would this all... This is the thing. It still wouldn't be good, mm -hmm. like you said, but at least it would have an actual finish right. as opposed to just looking like an, an error. Yeah. So I guess I don't want to advocate the priest to disappear on screen. <laughs> yeah, he shouldn't be doing that. I mean, freaking just purple lights, blackout, come back up, there's no priest. But then what does that achieve? He, Because he, Priest was dominated the entire match. He was. I thought that was part of the fun of it. AJ mm -hmm. was really going for Damien. I'm like, oh man, this is great offense from AJ. He's making everything look great. Love that fire. And then Priest can start to work him over mm -hmm. off of that big boot. Yeah. But that's the moment when Priest disappears. I mean... Why would Priest disappear there? I don't, I don't think that's much better, honestly. Because I think... What he needed, or maybe should have done, was if if they want to do the light, they shouldn't have done the light thing in the first place. But if they really want to do the purple no, light okay, thing, the, the rules of this game, okay, uh, you have to have the light thing in. Okay, if you're gonna have to have the light thing in, then the light thing should be what distracts AJ Styles to give Damian Priest the way to start working him over. If that's <laughs> what you want to do, have the light thing happen, and he hits a big move in the spotlight, and then the lights go back to normal. No, you've got to you've got to wrap it up. You gotta this wrap got, it up. The lights have to lead directly to the finish. Then Damien Priest should win using the lights as a distraction. And he should hit the reckoning in the spotlight. He looked really bad because he didn't get any other offense in, in the match. But Yeah. But he won the match. But he won in, in, your, in your version. It's a finish. Um and it puts over the, the new faction. And the color purple. And the color purple. And it's a distraction finish, so it sort of protects AJ. It's still bad. <laughs> The lights are bad. This is what this is the conclusion of it. The lights are bad. I don't have a problem with the lights. In matches, I do. As part of their entrance or when they're doing promos, do it by all means. Don't just have them come on in the middle of a match. That's bad. I agree. But I also don't care. <laughs> yeah, that's what, fair. My problem with the match is that it didn't finish. <laughs> It just ended. It didn't even end. For reasons unknown, it just ended. So, okay. Tommaso Ciampa, let's talk about this because we can kind of lump it in. Sure. Also debuted on this episode. Yeah. Redebuted. The reports are that Edge's faction will maybe include Ciampa and Rhea Ripley. Mm -hmm. What is a better way to debut Ciampa? A nothing, aimless backstage interview segment where Ezekiel, Elias, and Kevin Owens are the real focus? Or... Champa is the one who takes out AJ in the purple lighting, right? That would have been so much better. Especially because I don't know whether they are going to include Champa anymore, honestly, in this in this faction. But if they are, they should paint him purple. Perfect. Like a yeah. blue man group thing. Took the words out of my mouth. No, they shouldn't have debuted him here as a face. Because then that undermines the turn that he's going to do later. Because you're not invested in Tomasa Champa as a face on the main roster. It's it's a it's a disconnect. You should just debut him as a heel, impactful debut, mm -hmm. rather than I'm here backstage. Huh? I'm on <laughs> I'm on Ezekiel's side, and then they're going to try and include him in the the cool heel faction, which just doesn't it does yeah. it would it doesn't work for me. They've they've undermined Champa, and they've undermined his potential for joining the faction later. Yeah, I guess like the the only way they can tell the story with Champa is Champa now goes on a nothing run of losses Ugh. over four weeks and Edge and Priest approach him backstage. You go, hey, you have lost your way since coming to the main roster. Mm -hmm. 
join us. Yeah. Like, just join him from the start. I, yeah, and just paint join him from purple. the start. I think, it, I, I really do think he would get more opportunities if he was purple. <laughs> sure. Because Vince would book you. He if would. you were completely the colour purple. I feel like you're really hung up on this purple thing. I just don't know where the logical extension of the House of Purple is. <laughs> and I think it is painting Tommaso Ciampa purple. You really think that's the next step? I just think it's the right thing to do. Should we see what everybody thinks? <laughs> Should we have a vote? What's what's a good... Nothing rhymes with purple, apart from nurple. Nothing rhymes with purple. That's sort of... Ciampa purple. Champa purple, yes, no. Mod mother, can we get a poll? Are we ha who wants purple Champa? <laughs> Do we want Tommaso purple <laughs> <laughs> on, on the main roster? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's see what the Ultra Chats say. Get them into wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them over five US dollars. Laksim Narasimhan B says, As bad as the finish of AJ versus Priest was, you need to let it play out. 
and seriousness. Booked correctly, a faction with Edge and Priest would be awesome. Also, let's talk about the biggest highlight. Tommaso Ciampa is still called Tommaso Ciampa for now. Yeah, you would have thought if they were going to change his name, they would have done it in this backstage segment because they did it for a couple of other people on SmackDown when you had Ludwig Kaiser with Gunther mm-hmm. and then Raquel Rodriguez now as well. Yeah. So you would have thought that they would have, you know, changed it here, but maybe they haven't. Did, did you ever read Kayfabe News's fake call-up name for Tommaso Ciampa? Don't look at the screen. Okay. Uh, Crazy Luigi Pepperoni. <laughs> And look, they've photoshopped his face onto a, <laughs> a chef tossing a pizza dough. That's very good. Crazy Luigi Pepperoni. Yeah, it's perfect. Honestly, wouldn't surprise me. After years of stellar performances in NXT, 36-year-old ring veteran Tommaso Ciampa has finally earned his spot on WWE's main roster with a hot new persona, Crazy Luigi Pepperoni. <laughs> <laughs> that is very good. Um... The bad one, Jam Beard. I don't want Champer or Ripley in the House of Purple. I'd rather have two others who need a repackage more such as a darker version of the Viking Raiders. That'd be cool. That's a really good shout. Mm, yeah. I, still, I, I want Rhea Ripley in there most. Yeah. But Viking Raiders, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, um, I'm well up for that. The reason I want Champer in there is because I think he is dead on arrival mm-hmm. unless he latches onto something else. 100% agree. Not something I want, but it's just, you know, WWE's track he will record. Be. Yeah. Uh, a darker version of the Viking Raiders, and they can drop the Viking part of their name. Just the Raiders. Purple yeah. Raiders? Purple Raiders. Zoe Sung. Hehehe. <laughs> the Blue. Fear the Blue. Everything shall fall to the Blue. The Blue World. The Bludge. Lol, poor Edge. The Do you bluge. think The Bluge. <laughs> Do you think Edge is copying Bliss too? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Kajilla. <laughs> That's funny. Because, yeah. He summoned a colour, light, and one with spooky crap. That's true. Uh, and Matt Carney says, instead of a binary choice question, allow me to ask what I call a quantum choice question. Does WWE only serve itself? Does WWE serve the audience and then itself? Does WWE only serve the audience or does WWE serve itself and then the audience? <coughs> I'm not reading those again. WWE only serves itself. WWE only serves Vince McMahon. Yes. I that's kind of what I meant. Mm-hmm. Vince McMahon is WWE. And then it serves business relationships that are due for renewal in the next year. Yes. Yes. Because if if you're tied into a contract for 5 years, they do not care. <laughs> no, not even a because little that bit. It's guaranteed money. Yep. Already got the money. Yeah. Um what do you need? Before we get on with the rest of the Raw review, let's have a word from our sponsors. It's our per- uh, mm. <clears throat> oh, it's our own <laughs> Patreon page. I got torn between saying it's our Patreon page and it's our own Patreon page. WrestleTalk.com. Nope. Patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. I am butchering this plug. Um, I did a thing recently, Ollie. Um, for my own admin, I was keeping track of all the WrestleTalk Extra shows that there yeah. have ever been. Uh, because I realized that in when I do post about it, I say, yeah, the previous episodes that we've done for this month are this, this, and this, and I need to keep track of it. And I realized that I was completely beholden to a certain feature that Patreon has. And if they ever take that feature out, I'm going to be stranded, right? Smart. So I was like, I'm going to get ahead of the game just in case they ever take that out. I'm going to make a little spreadsheet with all of the episodes there have ever been of Rest Talk Extra. It's a lot. Yeah. Oh my God, it's a lot. Wait, wait. 
Look at that. There's so many episodes. You can't read them from where you are. It looks like a Wikipedia page with all those hyperlinks. It's, it kind of is. I'm um, going to read it and see what my favourite one is. But there's so many. Yeah, please, please just shout at the camera. So yeah, looking back to 2017 going onwards, there's so many episodes. I think I counted it as like 54 or something like that. 53. Really? Yeah. There's so many episodes. Because, I mean, you've done four years of... Four complete years of 12 months, right? Yeah. So that's already, what, for lots? 48? I would say the most interesting mm -hmm. uh, one we've done, unsurprisingly, is uh, Survivor. We've done Survivor Series 97. You've done Survivor Series 97? Yeah, so Bret Hart stuff. Yeah. Because Luke did a really good job of getting all the... Bits and pieces. Uh huh. Yeah. Also, last year's uh, Bash at the Beach 2000. Uh huh. Which was sort of the the end of WCW. Luke put all the stuff together there as well. And then maybe WC. No, still Bash at the Beach is my favourite one, mate. <laughs> yeah, Bash because at the Beach it, 2000. It's got Scott Steiner just <laughs> being mental. <laughs> well, the the weird thing is, Ollie. All of those shows, 50 plus shows, you can get them all for five bucks. Wow. That's insane. That's all so of that. much content. That's so much content. Because each of them are like three hour plus deep dives. They're, they're often longer than the pay-per-view we're reviewing. Exactly. And you get to review all, the whole of those shows, which get voted on, get suggested by our pledge hammers, you get voted on by the pledge hammers. So then you just review whatever show they want to see for that month. And you get all, <laughs> all of those shows, five bucks. What a deal. Uh, that's an awful lot of content for just five minutes. So pe people send in ultra chats for, you know, five, ten dollars, whatever. If you put that to Patreon, you get all those shows. Look at all that content. It's the best way to support us. If, if people, you know, sometimes people are like, how do I support you guys? Mm -hmm. It's Patreon. Yeah. Um, obviously, obviously, if you don't have the money, the, the, the best thing to do is to, you know, subscribe, like the videos, turn on notifications, all that stuff. But if you have any money to spare, the best thing to do is to support the Patreon page. Patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Loads of extra bonus content. And later this month, to add to that collection, will be NXT TakeOver Dallas with you and Luke. Cannot wait for that. Such a good show. This episode of Raw began with a Cody Rhodes video package. Mm -hmm. I was like, I've seen this one. And then they added on the recap of last week's Raw. It just says to me, WWE are actually committed to pushing Cody. Yep. They sure are. They really care about getting him in. This week. Yep. Give it some time. <laughs> Give it some time. Uh, but then, yeah, the, the first two hours of this show were the Cody show. The first... <laughs> the Cody zone is the back. But that's the problem. It's not, is it? It's not the Cody zone. No. There's only not. Cody out there. Mm -hmm. There's no terrified animals. No. There's no Arn Anderson with a gun. With the Glock. With the Glock. <laughs> Love it. There's no random celebrity involvement. Yet. It's just Cody. Mm -hmm. And I love Cody, even though he sort of said one very direct thing for six years and mm -hmm. then then went completely back on that one thing he said for six years and yeah. and then expects me to just believe anything else that comes out of his mouth. But yeah, sure. I, I really, really enjoy Cody on screen. Yeah. And I'm not being facetious. I've meant everything I just said there. But weirdly, I also still love him. Mm -hmm. And I thought this opening segment with Miz, a Miz TV segment, was the best thing on the show. I think. 
<clears throat> yeah, I think it was probably up there. Yeah. The final moments of the tag main event mm-hmm. maybe pipped it in excitement, but mm-hmm. like the interaction between Cody and Miz here was was excellent. It was really good because it felt significantly more real than a lot of other WWE segments. Um, it still didn't completely feel, you know, unscripted or off the chain or whatever. But Cody coming out and as as they mentioned in the promo, having the dynamic of someone that has changed and evolved so much yeah. in six years versus someone who hasn't changed in like ten years in the Miz was such a nice dynamic to showcase. And be like, you haven't changed the day. You think I'm the same? And he like he looks different. He acts different. He's a much bigger star now. Got different entrance music. Like he was gone. He's come back. He's a completely different person. And Miz being the WWE guy was quite like a nice uh, contrast to have between them. Uh, I don't know. I, re- I really like this segment. I don't know if we needed it ahead of their match. And also, I I preferred this to the match. The yeah. match wasn't bad. The match was the match is, was a match. It was fine. It was a good Miz match, which yeah. means it was a it was fine. Slightly interesting normal match. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, which, which was fine. And I think in your edited review, you mentioned that you were more interested in the dynamic between Cody and Miz than you were mm. Cody and Seth, which is what was set up later on. And I'm really surprised by that. When I saw that Miz TV and Cody was the announced thing for this show, I was like, oh, God. But I totally, totally uh, reeled me in. I don't want to see a Cody-Miz feud. I liked this as a one-week mm. stepping stone. Um, to to a, a a further Seth program because I think that dynamic is nice as like a you know acknowledged the the difference between the two of them he can beat him and off he goes I don't need to see them keep interacting I don't want Miz to come out next week and be like oh he beat me and I'm gonna have another match with him and all that stuff I just want this was this was a nice progression for Cody to go on to another Seth match that's yeah because so what happened sort of the main event of the second hour was cody versus miz mm-hmm. so yeah two cody segments on this episode they really are concentrating two on and it. a half really yeah because they yeah. had the promo afterwards um <clears throat> and miz and cody i think it was seven ten minutes nothing really special but cody won with one crossroads mm-hmm. but seth rollins had come out at the start he was sitting by commentary and he challenges cody for the match afterwards and I think maybe, maybe I don't, I'm not particularly excited about seeing Cody Seth number two. Mm-hmm. But I, I get what you mean. Like Miz versus Cody would have run pretty dry, pretty fast, probably. Yeah. yeah but they really, they really surprised me how good this was. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe I'd feel better about it if Cody was going on for a match against someone else. Because yeah, I like the unspoken thing of... This is AEW versus WWE Mm -hmm. in the same way that Chris Jericho's faction in AEW is. They're a WWE Mm -hmm. philosophically aligned force against the pro wrestling of AEW. Yeah. And weirdly, of course, WWE have booked AEW as the babyface in their own promotion. (laughs) (laughs) They don't know any other way. No. But I. Is Seth the guy to embody? Sports entertainment? No, Miz is. But Miz, Miz has a limited shelf life, and yeah. I think you would drag Cody down. Who else other than Seth could fulfill that role? Roman. Yeah, Ro- Roman. Ro- Roman's a WWE guy. He's the big boss at the end, though. Yeah. I d- the problem is, WWE just don't have enough 
stars at that mm-hmm. next level, yeah. just slightly down from Roman, which is who Cody needs to be facing right now. Yeah, for sure. Which, in their eyes, I reckon Miz is a big name mm-hmm. in their eyes. <laughs> who is you know multi-time world champion, two t- two-time Grand Slam champion, all that stuff. He's a solid person for Cody to beat to then go on and face Seth again, and probably win again. Before he, th- yeah, and then before he goes on to something big, who's bigger than Seth? That's not Roman. Yeah, I I don't know where they go with Cody. Edge? Obviously, it is actually that's a great idea. That's yeah. exactly it. <laughs> it's Edge, right? It's Edge. Yeah, <laughs> that's the feud. Solved. Yeah. <laughs> well, there we go. Um, maybe an Austin theory. Sorry, theory, theory. as well. You just sort of looking at upper mid card heels. Yeah, and there's just not a great deal of. I think the problem with that is that Theory's going to be the US champion very soon, and you don't Cody want Cody. Win it. He could, he's but got, I don't. I don't he's think got it tattooed on oh, his neck. God, you know, I mentioned this to Andy because I was watching Raw in the office earlier. I hate that his neck tattoo has now become his entire branding. Mm-hmm. That's everything. Is this is Cody's symbol? Oh. Well, that was his symbol before he got it yeah. tattooed. Sure, but like it's it's, not... it's everything now. It's on he his didn't Titantron come up with that first. It's it's on the video packages. It's on his Titantron. All the guys have it. It's the animated AR. It's that makes sense. It's, it's his entire branding is his terrible neck tattoo, and it's bad. What? But I, I, I think the terrible neck tattoo is also part of the branding. Not all of the branding is based on the neck tattoo. But people have a lot of tattoos that aren't their branding. But the branding predates the the neck tattoo. Sure. That was like his Bullet Club <laughs> version, <laughs> yeah. wasn't it? What? Yeah, but not the bad version of with the American flag in it. With the yeah. I'm just saying, if this was a copyright case between yes. Cody's neck <laughs> and Cody's career. <laughs> Cody's career would say, well, we had it first. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but back to Seth versus Cody. What was I going to say? That's happening at Backlash, by it's the way. That's official. WrestleMania Backlash. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Seth has been not uncharacteristically stupid, but, <laughs> but overtly anti-AEW in interviews sure. the last couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. To the extent where he's saying, like, we're the big leagues. Mm-hmm. This is where the the best wrestlers, he said, best mm-hmm. wrestlers, sports entertainers, whatever you want to call them, this is where they come to see mm-hmm. if they're going to hang at the top, top level. Mm-hmm. And when he said that, I thought that's a weird thing to say. Um, but now it's like, oh, maybe that is pre-character work. Yeah. For him to be that guy that Cody needs to be, it's just I just I'm not super invested in it because I see I've seen the match. You've already seen it, and mm-hmm. nothing's changed. Really. <coughs> like Seth, Seth has the excuse as the heel of being like, "Well, I wasn't ready. You were a surprise opponent," but that's not enough of a reason to see a rematch. Nothing, nothing's changed mm-hmm. in their characters or dynamic at all. It's just the same match again, which I guess is sort of the point of backlash. But that's just bad branding. <laughs> but whatever. Um, yeah, yes, yeah, whatever. I also quite liked in in the Miz Cody match. Um, I can't remember which commentator it was said that Cody's been away for six years. He's been waiting for this for a long time. And I was like, what to face the Miz? The Miz. <laughs> I we didn't cover this actually. One more thing in the Miz TV segment, mm. Cody would say stuff like championship belt, yeah, wrestler, 
and Miz would shout over the top of him, superstar, title. Yeah. I think he even said, like, a belt is what you used to, used to keep, keep which is up. a classic Vince McMahonism. That's apparently what he says backstage. Definitely, yeah. Uh, so, Dave, Dave Meltzer said that is all scripted, by the way. It's oh, not yeah. like they're going out and going off script. Mm-hmm. This is a carefully, very cleverly mm-hmm. orchestrated stance. He's definitely the outside WWE guy coming in and not doing the WWE things mm-hmm. and using the right WWE terminology. He is AEW, for all intents and purposes, but... It's a weird, half-parody, not-quite-right version of AEW Cody. Yeah. Yeah. Because we have a dog. Or maybe Brandy's reportedly coming in. I don't want to see that. That'll work. Yeah. Uh, Dominic Mysterio took on Veer Mahan. This was meant to be Rey Mysterio, but protocol. Uh, They don't mention it, I don't think, on this show. For Rey. I don't think they mentioned it for Rey. They only did it for Rhea. Well, he's off. He was off. Anyone who's off randomly, you know. You can't. Usually, we can get angry at WWE for false advertising and stuff. But I don't think it was this. Uh, yeah, I I would have thought though that they would have maybe mentioned it. You know, hey, this, oh, the, the, Ray the, was the, the scheduled match was Rey Mysterio versus Veer Mahan, but he can't be here, so we're having Dominic. So they just said, oh, Dominic Mysterio got beaten up by Veer Mahan last week. Let's see if he can get some payback. It's like, no, you advertise something else. Are you going to reference that ever? Did they say why Ray wasn't there at all? Because it was a bit awkward. Not that I heard, anyway. When Veer started beating them up and everyone from the back, all the security and officials had to separate them and they stretched them out. And I was like, oh, Ray. Mm-hmm. Ray must be having a poo. Yeah. Like, it's gone. Sudoku. The Wordle <laughs> on, on the toilet. The Wordle. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so Veer still looks explosive. He yeah. totally squashed Dominic. Cervical clutch. Cervical clutch. Okay. Which? Your neck. So, yeah, it's fine. But also cervix. Mm. You know? It, it just sounds weird to call it the cervical clutch. I hear cervical and I think cervical cancer, unfortunately. Yeah. Which makes me think of vagina. Yeah. Which is bad. I Do you think this is intentional? No. Definitely not. Because of the coming. I think they, they've... they've. I don't think the coming was ever the joke with them. I think... Oh, uh, what? Uh, n- not with their social media team. That's oh, a, right. that, that's an entire... A, a yeah, different yeah. entity. But with them hyping it and them overdoing it, the joke was, we're saying he's coming soon and he's not. Mm-hmm. And that's the joke. It was never about the coming thing. Social media, yes. But not WWE themselves. You don't think a writing team member just pitched this as a joke? I don't I don't think so. Because I don't think cervical clutch is like some old name for the move. No. I've ne- I've never heard it. I can't can't. No, it's, find def- it it's definitely a name that they've made for for yeah. Veer Mahan, but I just don't think it has that double meaning. I don't I honestly, I don't think they'd be smart enough to do it. Veer told Kevin Patrick afterwards, I strike fear into the heart of any man this was while dominic mysterio was getting wheeled into an ambulance yeah um they really put it over strong i mean you know in terms of a story veer versus ray Mm. that's got some meat to it now it's got it's got some meat to it i'd like to see him face ray i'd like to see ray get some offense in i don't want it to be a squash match Mm -hmm. and i want to see veer have a proper match with him 
That'd be nice. Because yeah. I think, genuinely, I think Veer has potential. I think he's got some really good presence to him. I think he's got some really good fire and intensity. It just needs to be directed a little bit better rather than generic squash match formula because that's a bit boring. He's only had one. Yeah, but I mean, he did <laughs> he did the beatdown last week and then he had this one, which was pretty much the same thing. Uh, we've already spoken about AJ and Damian Priest. We've already spoken about Miz versus Cody. Um, then... <laughs> Kevin Patrick welcome the newest member to Monday Night Raw backstage, Crazy Luigi Pepperoni. <laughs> and Tommaso Chamber's like, oh, I'm really glad to be here. Thank you. And you can just see see him dying. He was like, I was, I was going to be NXT forever. Mm-hmm. And then and it had a midlife crisis. Mm-hmm. And before he can really introduce himself properly, Ezekiel walks into shot. Hey, man, nice to meet you. Welcome to Raw. And Kevin Owens walks in. He's like, it's it's Elias, and everyone, Champa, Patrick didn't really say anything, but they're like, no, this is his younger brother Ezekiel, mm-hmm. and everyone walked off. So this was a perfect continuation of the Ezekiel story. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what I wanted to see of everyone yeah. saying, no, this is Ezekiel, and yeah. Kevin Owens be like, am I the only one that's going crazy? Perfect, it's great. And he had a backstage segment later with Adam Pearce, Sonya Deville, which was also perfect. Exactly what I wanted to see out of it, where they. They booked a, a lie detector test for next week on Ezekiel, which Perfect. is, yeah, very good. Looking Perfect forward stuff. to that. What a waste of Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah. What a waste for one of the best NXT champions of all time. <laughs> for him to come up and do nothing. All he said in this promo was, no, that's Ezekiel. He didn't even get a word in before Ezekiel came in to introduce himself to, to Ciampa. What are you playing at? Why'd you put Champer in this role? I long for the days of Alistair Black, Ricochet, mm-hmm. Johnny Gargano, yeah. and Tommaso Champer on Raw oh. for two weeks. When Champer and Gargano were teaming together ah! in the middle of a blood feud! <clears throat> uh, I, yeah, t- total, total waste. I have also seen people, fantasy book online, like, oh my god, wouldn't it be amazing if... This is a conspiracy theory. If this is how Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were reunited, because Sami's like, yeah, I mm-hmm. believe there's a conspiracy. Yeah. That's how you put them together. And I read those suggestions. I'm like, what? <laughs> You're what, one of the most enduring, long-term, hate, frenemy relationships. You want to bring them back together on a joke storyline. I mean, they're both jokes right now. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. They are. Like, it, it would fit. And they're currently both jokes. It just feels to me like Miz and R-Truth versus the Rock and John Cena <laughs> kind of storyline. Hey, man, don't knock that story. <laughs> I loved it at the time. Well, very excited for Ezekiel's next step. Yes. Um, Liv Morgan, after beating Sasha Banks on SmackDown, lost to Naomi here. <sighs> okay. So... Obviously, you've got circumstances out of your control. Rhea Ripley wasn't there tonight because she's in protocol, whatever that means. Um, so you had Liv Morgan versus Naomi, which I think is a, a smart move after you had Liv Morgan versus yeah. uh, Sasha Banks SmackDown. And I said this on my, on my SmackDown review as well. I really liked that Liv Morgan beats Sasha Banks yeah. because it, sure, it's a champion getting pinned, yes, but it's a tag champion getting pinned in a singles match. Liv Morgan only just managed it with a roll-up. Sasha Banks hit a massive superplex and then Liv Morgan just managed to roll up off the superplex. That was good. And it makes Liv Morgan a much more sympathetic babyface because she is fighting and clawing for this team that Rhea Ripley will be leaving. We know that the split's coming. It's been foreshadowed quite a lot that Rhea Ripley's going to walk out on her and turn on her. 
It makes her a more sympathetic babyface to have her scratch and claw to get wins and get momentum for her team. And Rhea Ripley's just going to turn on her abandoner. That's great. So what you do in this match is you do the same thing. You have Liv Morgan win and scratch and claw and only just get the win and scrape by. But she's getting momentum for her team and that's great. And then she lost. <laughs> Why? That's the opposite thing you should be doing. Well, I'm I'm pretty sure you can't actually have a title match mm -hmm. unless you lose to the champions. That's right. So uh, they probably no, had yeah, to, you're right. they had to go back mm -hmm. on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Naomi won in a few minutes. VIP lounge for a Mossum MVP, but Bobby Lashley came down first. He definitely has crowd noise piped in in his entrance, right? Yeah. It's at the, se it's sure the same do. sound. No, oh, but Bobby's is so blatant. Oh, yeah. Ray! Yeah. You know it's they, the same audio file. You know they altered the Sammy Guevara segment from Rampage. I thought because I I watched that and I was mm -hmm. like, this sounds not like the live reports. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of the live reports saying they got booed heavily. Mm. And if you watch Rampage, you would not have heard that. Wow! Don't do that. It's bad. Well, listen to your fans. That's listen, it. Listen to your fans, but maybe. Don't if you've got a pre-edited show. Don't alter it. It's bad. Same, we criticize WWE for altering the sounds. Don't it's alter AEW. the sounds. Yeah, you That's hate, fine. You hate <laughs> AEW, Wally. No, I, I'll go to bat for things. If it makes it better, I'm all about, you know, sweetening some stuff. Sweet, sweetening some stuff. Sweeten the stuff. I but, disagree. But, you know, it has to work visually. I, if, I, if you show me shots of people going, boo! Yeah. Work. I think sweetening's fine. If people are cheering and you make the cheers louder, that's okay. If people are actively booing and you say, no, they're cheering. It's like, <laughs> that's a lie. You are lying now. It's like studio applause. WWE can get away with amplifying their attendance records. Mm. But if they just said in a crowd, in a performance center, 70,000 fans, you'd be like, well, that's a lie. Unfortunately, what they couldn't uh, sweeten out was the what chance on Bobby Ugh. Lashley. Because he's there's a reason MVP was with him. Mm -hmm. Bobby is a fine talker, but yeah. he is nowhere near as good as he is a wrestler. Mm -hmm. So that's why you package him with a manager. Yep. Be it Leo Rush, yep. pointing at his butt, or MVP, which was an excellent team. So they broke it up. Of course. Um, MVP came out with a Moss. A Moss did not talk at all. And MVP cut a great promo, I thought, and said... He, res he was responsible for making Bobby what he is now. And Bobby wouldn't share his WrestleMania spotlight with mm -hmm. him. And yeah, Bobby just started trashing the VIP lounge. I loved MVP's promo. I thought it was really good. I actually quite liked the back and forth that he had with Lashley. It yeah. felt a bit more real because they were kind of talking back and forth a bit rather than I'm going to say my thing and I'm going to say my thing, uh, which is really, really good. And MVP's kind of like fire. was like, I made you and all that stuff, like probably like, screaming at him. Stuff like that it was really, really good. Got the emotion over. Um, I almost felt like the third wheel mm. here, which is weird because I thought that would have been the person they would have been trying to elevate out of it. And MVP tried to be like, oh, yeah, we're talking about the past. Let's talk about the future. Here's Omos and he's going to win. And I was like, ah, it's not quite capitalizing on that emotion that you just, that you had. Um, so that didn't quite work for me. Also, I want to see Lashley versus MVP. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's what I got coming out of this was I want to see Lashley versus MVP. Um and also, I know this is probably a nitpick, and we don't have time to talk about all the pacing issues on the show, but this one really wound me up. Then Lashley came out, and then it cuts to an ad break, and it came back, and then the VIP lounge was set up. And it's like, it's supposed to be the VIP lounge with MVP and Omos. Why did Lashley come out beforehand, and why did they set it up after he was already out <laughs> in the ring? That doesn't make any sense. 
Uh, and it's him like, I've invited myself. It's like, that's not how any pacing works, but they just wanted Nashu to have an entrance. Well, this is a nice segue into the 24-7 title picture. So we've had dual, <coughs> dual proposals. Akira proposed to Tamina and Reggie proposed to Dana Brooke. And this is the bachelor and bachelorette parties or stag and hen, mm -hmm. if you are in Britain. And the they had the bachelor party stumble out what was meant to be a club, but it was just, <laughs> just a backstage. backstage room with some sort of velvet ropes mm -hmm. next to it. I'm like, okay, whatever. It, this would have felt better if it was an actual exterior of a real club mm -hmm. and you properly filmed it. But whatever, I, maybe there's a little meta joke here that the 24-7 title picture just live backstage in this pocket universe. Sure, yeah. But then they go to the the bachelorette party mm -hmm. and they've dressed up the whole backstage like a proper bar. Mm -hmm. Like, what? <laughs> it doesn't... There's no consistency. Because they didn't have to show you. They were coming out of a bar, so they don't have to show you that. But then they went into a bar for the women's stuff, so they got to show you that, so then they have to dress it up, you see. It's bad what it is. It's bad. Uh, this was quite fun though it's it's both depressing because people like nikki ash are now in the 24 7 title picture but it was also annoyingly fun um they got a stripper out for the for the girls and the the guy's stripping oh it's a referee shirt under there it's because nikki ash is going to try and win the title i thought that's actually quite a smart gag and everyone brawled and our truth reveals at the end Love is going to get us through this, which was actually quite sweet. And then he said, I'm an ordained minister. I'm going to marry you all next week. Not He won't marry them all in some polygamous, weird 24-7 title thing. We'll officiate the marriage, which means we've got two weddings, mm -hmm. hopefully in the ring. And always a good time a wrestling wedding. Uh, counterpoint <laughs> hated all of this <laughs> I, I, I can't bring myself to care mm -hmm. or laugh at the gags because a lot of them aren't very funny I'd say probably about 90% of the gags in 24-7 title stuff aren't funny yeah. Yeah. and the 10% that are funny I'm like I don't care anymore mm. Like you've, you've made it not funny even the funny stuff isn't funny I just please stop I, I can't bring myself to care about it where do you go after the wedding though? honeymoon but like, I don't care. They're, they're all gonna <laughs> I, try and. I've got vote. more thoughts about it. But I don't care. They're I'm all gonna just... try and have sex and consummate the marriage. Yep. Oh, gonna roll you up. Mm -hmm. Oh, gonna in bed. Just yep. like Drake Maverick and uh -huh. his wife. Yeah. Three, four years ago. Yeah. Uh, Austin Theory told Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville backstage that he is no longer Austin Theory because him and Vince McMahon think the word, the name Austin, is a lame one. He said that Austin doesn't suit him. Okay. Which I think is different than if he said, we hate the name Austin. That would have been a better gag. Oh, I, got, I thought they did say that. He just said, well, Austin doesn't suit me. And I was like, it's right there. Mm. You, ha you have the thing right there to just say, we hate the name Austin. Because then that plays off the whole WrestleMania stuff. And that's fine. So he's now called Theory. Sure. Bad name, I think. It's Austin, a bad Austin name. Theory is much better than just Theory. Theory! It's like I've accidentally. But that's picked... just a theory. 
a theory theory. Like it's game theory. It's like Matt Pat on YouTube. Big YouTube that? channel. Game oh, theory. Right. Okay. The comments will love it. The comments <laughs> wait, wait, will wait, love wait. it. Wait, wait. Come on, live chat. Uh, Come on, live chat. Super easy. Barely an inconvenience. <laughs> I, I watch stuff on YouTube too. <laughs> Come on, chat. Back me up here. Back me up. Theory. Come on. Can you imagine? Roman Reigns. WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. 30, 42. WrestleMania 42 main event. It's Roman Reigns versus Theory. Chat's going nuts. They love it nerds love it love me it's not a good title no it's not <coughs> but he wants a u.s title shot which he's getting yeah uh queen zelina then took on bianca belair uh you just missed a little bit sorry out of that thing when kevin owens came in to set up the lie detector test bit there's a very funny line that he had here when he was saying surely you gotta have like passport drive license, some sort of identification and he's just like no it's all confidential." goes his library card's confidential like properly like <laughs> exasperated kevin owens it was very funny it's annoying how good Owens is. He's so good. Because funny. I want him to do more serious I stuff. I know, yeah. God damn, he's great. Uh, Queen Zelina versus Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair squashed Queen Zelina mm -hmm. in a minute or two. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, what did you think was going to happen, Zelina, when you came back to the company? Her accent's back now as well, which is cool. Yeah. They I played a, a crown. played a recap of her promo from last week where she didn't have an accent, <laughs> and then she cut a promo where she did an accent. It's like, it's like watching the Scarlet Witch in the MCU. <laughs> uh, so Sonya Deville then came out to mm. announce Bianca's next program. Uh, it's a here's a, a blank contract. Please sign it, Bianca. Mm -hmm. And Bianca's like suspicious, so she knew something was up. Yeah, which is like I'm going to sign it anyway because I'm a badass and I'm going to beat whoever it is. And I don't care who I face, which I thought was good. Yeah, good I like face stuff. And then Bianca faces the Tron, and Sonya says making their return after so-and-so year, blah, blah, blah. And I actually got worked because I thought, I assumed it was going to be Sonya. Mm -hmm. But the way she built it up, I was like, who else could it? Is it Asuka? Is mm -hmm. it Bailey? Yeah. And then, no, it was Sonya. Chop block on um, Bianca's leg. And, yeah, it's going to... Sonya is making her sort of more full in-ring return. And Adam Pearce I mean, was annoyed with her backstage. She's had a couple matches on SmackDown and wrestled at Elimination Chamber. It's not much of a return. She was in the Chamber match. No, she was in the tag match with uh, Ronda Rousey uh, and Naomi. Ronda. Yeah. It's like, she, she has, it's not really a huge return. It's not a huge return, no, no. but it was definitely a, a soft return. Yeah, for sure. And you know what? I thought the reveal of it was really good. Mm -hmm. Sonya did a great job in this promo. Um... I have a joke, which I don't think I'm going to say out loud because I've, I've got it written down there because it's, yeah, because, you know, <laughs> like, she fought against Naomi, now she's against Bianca Belair. Coincidental, I'm sure. She's a, she's an evil corporate <clears throat> yeah. stooge. What sure. is she? I this was what I was thinking about when Adam Pierce caught up with her afterwards and was like, why, why did you do that? Mm -hmm. I thought, what is your character? Yeah. I know I Sonya's know. character. Yeah. She's gone a bit mad with power. Is your character Adam Pierce that you're not good at your job? I cannot. He just is a different character every show. Yeah, depending on what the story requires. Exactly. It. Because there was a weird thing on SmackDown where he didn't want to meet with Ronda Rousey. And I was like, mm. that's a weird like development for the character. Why doesn't he want to meet Ronda? And then Ronda interrupted another meeting he was having. And then he's like, oh, no, I, I can't tell you if your match with Charlotte Flair's official yet or not. And she's like, why not? And he's like, well, I, I need to hear back and it should be by tomorrow. And it's like, why is he like stalling? And then the next day on social media, it's like, well, it's official. And it's like, 
What? Why did he do all that? <laughs> what was the point in any of it? He just says stuff. He yeah. just has characteristics for a week, and then he just goes again. Uh, also, more pacing issues. Bianca Belair was in the ring for so long. My God. She came out. Ad break. Promo with Theory. Promo with Zelina. Zelina's entrance. Match. Zonya comes out. Ad break. Promo after. It's like... J- <laughs> it's not a good show to watch. It angers me. After that, we got the sort of main event bit. Uh, you know, showing how good Sonya and Adam are at their jobs. They hadn't properly booked a main event. This was two matches of the same story. RK Bro t- took on Alpha Academy. Loved them together. Feel like I've seen it a bit too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but RK Bro won pretty easily by the end. Randy sure did. Hot tag. Uh, although Chad Gable took the draping DDT excellently. Mm. Straight down, yeah. flipped over. Um then the Usos are shown arriving in a car backstage. They come down into the ring. They have a... After an ad break. After an ad break. <laughs> they have a promo together. And the Usos are like, we want to unify the tag belts. Mm-hmm. Bite us. Street Profits come... Riddle had some fun comedy about Thanos collecting all the... Oh, like Thanos collecting all the Infinity Gems. You're going to get all the different colored belts. Mm-hmm. It was quite funny. It was good. <laughs> Street Profits come down. And they say, well, we want a shot at the Raw tag titles first. So they kind of had a number one contenders match for RK Bros titles, Usos versus Street Profits, which was really good. Really good match. Ten minutes, just really fast paced from the start. But the last three minutes were just insane near falls. Mm -hmm. There was this great spot where the Usos threw Dawkins into Riddle and Randy Orton Mm -hmm. at sort of the commentary position. And Riddle and Randy Orton stand up and get in their face. Montez Ford flips over the top rope, takes out both of the Usos, lands on both feet, and then does like a little... <laughs> little shimmy in Orton and Riddle's face. Because there were no ropes for him to shake. Yeah. So he's just going to shimmy his shoulders. Ah, oh, He's so charismatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's the best. So many near falls in this one. Like, uh, Usos kicked out of the um, top rope blockbuster mm. that they did. Um, really great near falls off um, Montez Ford's frog splash as well, which got so much height. It's insane. Um, and then the Usos won with the 1D in the end. Really good. I mean, one clean. It was just a really good match. Awesome. Yeah. Really good stuff. And it builds them versus RK Pro mm-hmm. at WrestleMania Backlash, which I don't know where they're going to go with that. It's quite an intriguing uh, offering. I think the Usos are probably going to win. I think they're going to unify the belts. Well, either way, you're, you'd expect It's still them... t- t- unification, right? Yeah. Regardless of who wins? Is that right? It's It sounds like it's only the Raw titles up for grabs. I'm sure it will develop in But RK Bro must say, well, if we're putting ours on the mm-hmm. line, then you need to put yours up. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <coughs> I, yeah, yeah, I'm intrigued. And you know what? I said this on, on SmackDown Review last week when Roman said we need to unify the tag belts. I'm like, that's a really intriguing B plot for the bloodline. Mm. Currently, there's no A plot for the bloodline. <laughs> Shinsuke. There's not a compelling A plot for the bloodline. I think it would be more interesting for the Usos to lose. Mm. Yeah. Just to see what that does to yeah. Roman's... Um... Yeah. Because, I mean, he's had a pretty solid setup going for ages. Mm. He's been champion. He's undefeated. Usos have had the belts forever. It would be nice to have like a chink in the armor to just be like, oh, what's... What, how is he going to react to the uses of the belts? Mm-hmm. That would be cool. Uh, a bit of schmoz afterwards. Randy hit an RKO on Montez Ford, and the Usos super kicked Randy. 
the stand tall and ran randy did this sort of such yeah. a good he's like he's he's I, doing I, like a bridge he's got like rigor mortis yeah. yeah 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 um i also thoroughly enjoyed just before the main event kicked off they did a full recap of vim Hahn beating up dominic mysterio for no reason they mm-hmm. just played a full replay of vim Hahn <laughs> beating up dominic and it didn't lead to anything it's like that happened earlier and you know when it cuts the commentators and they're normally going to be like, here's an update on Dominic Mysterio in our very serious voice been taken to a local medical facility. Didn't have any of that. Jerry Lauder on commentary was just like, oh, okay, bro, just did some great mind games. It's like, wait, what was that recap for? <laughs> what? That was weird. Uh, overall, I gave this, I think, like a 57%. That might be a bit generous, but based on how I'd scored other shows, I really like the Cody stuff and the the tag stuff. Two out of five. Two out of five. Bad show. Bad <coughs> pacing. Too long. But the, 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 the good everybody stuff. wants to know the outcome. Too. Oh, yeah. Please go ahead. Purple Champer, 59% yes. How many of those votes are ironic? Mod Butter, can we get another poll? <laughs> How many of you that voted for yes did it ironically? Purple Champer, comma, really? <laughs> <laughs> but really, though. Sorry, you're gonna. You said two out of five. Oh, because the show's too long. Because even the stuff that's good on it gets drowned out by so much other bad stuff that just weighs it down. That's white noise, Pete. I know it is, but it's still worth repeating. It's a long show. That's why it gets bad. Before we get um into the ultra chats, let's say thank you to our pledge hammers. Another reason to become a patron. Where are my shout outs they're gonna be on the podcast i'm, shout I'm getting it Red. pete i'm 12 getting it spider-man's greatest villain dr dark seven the hall of fame music hall of fame music gotta I'm, go i met right. dr dark okay oh, wh- wh- why are we clapping we just have the hall of fame music. Just yeah that's what that's wait 12 god i'm i'm all over the place brandon i just make the lists sires Abdominal. Nope. Abdominal. Nope. Abominable. <laughs> Michael Abbott. The British Bulldog. Philip Boy J. Smith Jr. The reigning, defending, undisputed first WrestleTalk Super Chat Donator Heavyweight Champion of the World, Jeremiah Golder. Greg Taylor, Soldier Spy. Fantastic Mr. Good Old Fox. He's no jackass, Dano. The Roller Coaster. Robert Acosta. WrestleTalk's personal ring announcer, Rodrigo Benitez. Shield Maiden, the Zornice. And finally, for the Hall of Fame class of the 12th of April 2022, Chris the Cypriot Sensation. Nope. Chris the Cypriot Sensation, Patru. Nice, uh, announcer voice. With the- Thank you very much. <laughs> Right, let's get to your remaining Ultra Chats. Austin Nagano. Hey guys, wasn't the craziest for Raw this week? Three hours is too long. Also found it awesome that Kevin Owens is the only one who thinks Ezekiel is Elias. How long do you think this angle will last? Jam that jam. Uh, two, three months? Yeah, I can see that. I can't see how they could make it any longer. I think end up with a match between Kevin Owens and Ezekiel at a pay-per-view of some description in June. And then that's it. One thing has to be a tag match. 
mm-hmm. Kevin Owens and partner versus yeah. Ezekiel and Elias. Ezekiel and Elias. That's that's quite fun. And maybe it's just LA Drake. Oh, that's good. <laughs> uh, okay, I think you you combine the names there. It's Eli Drake or Sorry, LA Eli Drake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> LA Drake. LA Drake. <laughs> Plasma PT. Champa debut was funny to me because of how he sold Ezekiel, Elias, and Kevin Owens. Also, Ezekiel Elias looks like Bradley Cooper, and I can't unsee it. He actually kind of does, yeah. Uh, the Champa oh, debut no. was funny, but it's also Champa. Mm-hmm. Kiara Angela Nasty. Last week's podcast title was not Raw, worst Raw post WrestleMania ever for the fourth year in a row. I think it's a win. Plus, this Elias claiming to be Ezekiel reminds me of Laurie Blake claiming to be Luke. Can't wait for a third Elias to show up in the form of Pete. That would be very funny. A whole family. Hall of Fame music still on. I just heard of it. Of Eliases. Uh, Riot DR. What I want. Every time Ezekiel introduces himself to someone or mentions his name, no matter where they are, Kevin Owens appears <laughs> from around the corner to plead with everyone to see the truth. Also, no name is safe in WWE. Jam that jam. Absolutely. Bandalia 1998. So is Kevin's new gimmick calling out the renames WWE are giving people? Next, he's going to confront Walter Gunther and Butch and Dewdrop and Piper. Yeah. I mean, that would be quite funny. It's not just names, though. No. This is a totally different person. It's a different person. Tails P. I hope the lie detector segment will be as good as the Mr. America one. Mm -hmm. What a segment. Liv Morgan's the one who's going to turn and join Edge's group. Hmm. I wouldn't mind that either. Yeah. Uh, yeah search this company you know it to be true Sonya Deville is the biggest heel for giving me hope Asuka would show up what what hot tag uh, <laughs> Hector Rodriguez has been a member for four months thank you so much says uh, so Raw was after dog crap huh if WWE wants to gain its audience's uh, confidence back it needs to do competent storylines and not change their names hey Champa's still Champa <laughs> for now that's something yeah see look if people keep their names doesn't mean they're they're safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Riot DR says, Hey, yo. Uh, Thoracic Clutch, Veer Vice, Mahan Mauler, Vertebreaker, Camel Crush Clutch, Break Your Back Clutch. All of these are viable names for the cervical clutch. On a side note, uh, the lighting on Priest look more blueberry to me. Yeah, it's blue. Yeah. Bluey purple. Blue purple. Uh, Brian Moore said, I really wish I could be on this show with you guys because I wanted to have a deep conversation about what makes a good wrestler. Mm. Personally, I think guys like The Miz or Jinder Mahal are solid wrestlers and what fans think make a great wrestler is flawed. Huh. Well, I think it was Bret Hart who said in like a seminar once that it is look, Mm -hmm. talking ability and wrestling ability. And with look, you know, you factor in gimmick and stuff. You wouldn't just say... Physical appearance. Physical appearance. And the perfect wrestler, or, or a very successful wrestler, has to be a 10 out of 10 on two of those. Yeah. So that's always how I judge things. Yes. Yeah. And I think the order and what makes you successful, that works for WWE, but maybe not elsewhere. Because mm-hmm. I think elsewhere, the in-ring thing could be higher in the priority list. Yeah, than but ability I, to talk. I think, like Tony Nese. Mm-hmm. Probably a eight or nine out of ten wrestler, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have the uh, talking ability or character. Yeah, so he's I can't see him succeeding even in AEW. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Mark <laughs> Mayhew. Oh no, sorry, 
There's another one. Brent M said, I thought Ollie would be happy. No champs were pinned last night. Silly me. <laughs> On the editor review, Ollie's whining about Liv Morgan losing also. So I pose a question to you, Ollie. If the champs aren't supposed to lose, but don't pin the challenger, who else? Well, that this is a, a this is a specific example because it's a tag championship. Mm-hmm. So in singles competition, you've got a bit more leeway. You can beat a, a tag champion in a singles bout. That makes sense. Also, what Pete said earlier, that story of Rhea walking out, Liv having to sort of do this by herself, beats them both in singles competition. And I'm like, oh, maybe they could beat them when they're combined. Yeah, exactly. I think there's there's certain situations in which pinning the champion can work. Generally, don't do it. But there's yeah. certain situations like this where it can work. Uh, Mark Mayhew said, hello, hardcore H. Ollie and Mr. Ass, I'm assuming. <laughs> Sorry, Pete. Happy birthday. It's not my birthday. It could have been worse. They could have given Veer the camel cl- the camel yes. toe clutch. <laughs> Didn't watch for also wanted to ask, uh, which two wrestlers do you think would make a great tag team? It's Pack and Darby for me. Uh, I mean, they, they would be a good tag team, sure. Good tag team. Uh, there's these two guys called Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler. I think they make a really great tag team if they were Danielson together. Danielson and Moxley. Yeah. yeah. Um... Cesaro and Brian. That sounds fun. Mm. That sounds really good. Yeah, I'd like that. William Banter said, uh, speaking of Champa's debut, I was at the Raw in Lafayette where the crowd was dead when DIY, Ricochet, and Black were called up. I have so many stories about what happened that night, but it haunts me to this day. I was even camera side with an NXT shirt on. Oh my God, William. That is tough. Yeah, that's rough. Uh, did you want a hot tag back? Jack Lloyd, not really looking forward to WrestleMania rematch. Sorry, backlash. But I am excited for Seth versus Cody too. I think the promo work will be great. Seth's promo on Roman is one of my favourites of the year. But I also really want to see Seth dress up as Stardust. That would genuinely be really funny <laughs> if he good. did. Kevin, actually, I don't remember Cody saying he hates Triple H. He showed him a lot of respect, especially since Hunter and Dusty were very close in NXT. But it is indeed very weird with all the shots fired at Triple H to see Cody say, oh, by the way, I love Triple H. He's the best. He told him so much respect when he smashed his throne in AEW. And got the golden shovel out. He got the golden shovel out. Um, yeah. It's not so that much that. It's, you know, he was saying, I'm AEW for life. Mm-hmm. I'm never going back to WWE. Uh, all that stuff. Legit underboss. Like, a year ago he said that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Legit underboss. I feel like Rhea and Liv should both join House of Purple, because if split up, Rhea is less likely to get lost in the shuffle, although I could be wrong. See Dewdrop. Sure. Uh, Uh, I don't think it works with the story they're telling right now. You need to make it make sense why they're still... But, like, who, who could... Who has the most potential to be okay... Rhea is always just put with another tag partner, so they yeah. obviously don't know what to do with her. So Rip, I agree, probably Ripley should go in. I think they really like Ripley, and they want to protect her as much as they can, and the way they do that <laughs> is put her in a tag team and don't have her get pinned. That's a good point. Zoe Sung. It's time to nitpick Pete, though. Calling the match where they pinned the ROH Pure Champion. Uh, shake my head. Double standards for AEW shills. Uh, amazing. Yeah, I mean... You're right. They did pin a champion on Rampage, and you know, just just couldn't get over that that they they do that that they pin a champion in one of the best matches that you've had in quite some time. I mean, he kind of won. He kind of won. Yeah. Uh, the Atrophy Channel says, Pete, I prefer my Andy medium well. Well done, Andy. Look, so Andy hosted the Wrestle Talk News yesterday. It was a one-off. 
we've had our time of saying, well done, Andy. Can we stop saying, well done, Andy, now? Yeah? No more sure. well done, Andys. It's it's Ollie and Pete mm -hmm. and Luke yeah. and Laurie. And Laurie. We do the news. It's yeah. the four of us that do it. Yeah. Yeah. Charles Berg, let's play Guess the Wrestler. I'll give a bad description of a wrestler, and you guess them. One, drunk Texan that steps in mud. Steve Austin. Two, thick boy that likes anime. Thick boy. Keith Lee. Oh, right, yeah, okay, right, with you. <laughs> Three, a snake whose dad is a cowboy. <laughs> Randy Orton. Four, the size of his wang is a mystery. Finn Balor. <laughs> I'll leave answers in the chat. <laughs> Gabriel Reyes. Really hoping the Usos do not unify the tag belts. Not a fan of belt collector or hold all the gold storylines. It seems to highlight that only a small select group of wrestlers are at the top of the card. I kind of get what you're saying. I, I can understand that for sure. I quite like when it's done very irregularly, mm. the getting all the gold stuff, because I like the visual of people holding all the gold. And I also like when they do it correctly, when you get all the gold and then you have so many people gunning for you to challenge you for all your belts you've got. That's the, the price you pay for having all the belts is loads of people want to challenge you so you have to work like way overtime yeah. to defend all your belts. I think that's that's part of the, the challenge of having all the belts. And that's the that's the logical end of the push yes. of the bloodline is to get everything and then, yeah, they start to fracture because mm -hmm. they have blown too close to the sun. Exactly. I realised to your question earlier, I didn't really answer. When you had said, what did you do with your weekend? I said, I worked, which isn't really the answer you were looking for. Um, not much, honestly, other than my parents came to visit yesterday, which was delightful. You talked about reproducing. We did, among other subjects. Um, went for a carvery. It was great. Um, okay, so <coughs> I asked you this. You did. What condiment meat combination did you go for? Mm -hmm. I don't get to have these conversations with Luke because he's uh -huh. like, I had a tofu. <laughs> beef sure. and gravy. Yeah. And you said there's also beef and horseradish. There's horseradish. or the you other could... combo. Yeah. Or, well, okay. So the standard combinations that people normally have. You'd have beef and horseradish. You'd have lamb with mitzels. You'd have... Uh, what's some other... Roast pork meats? and apple. Pork and apple. Yeah, that's a classic. Turkey and cranberry. Turkey and cranberry. Chicken and... Chicken. I don't know what goes with chicken. Everything kind of goes with chicken. Gravy. <laughs> yeah, gravy. <laughs> oh, gravy. And then people say that you can only have Yorkshire puddings with beef, which is just wrong, because you can have Yorkshire puddings with everything, because Yorkshire puddings are amazing. You can have Yorkshire puddings with sausages. Yeah. It's called a toad in the hole. Toad in the hole, exactly. Um, but I went for the, the four meats that they had on offer were beef, turkey, gammon, and pork. Gammon? Mm-hmm. Gammon and pork. Yeah, th those are the four meats they had that you could choose from. I, I believe I think gammon, you, can... you have pineapple. Ugh. But I don't know how that... No, it's bad. You have gammon and pineapple, don't you? Yeah, you... you... But not on a roast dinner. It's Hawaiian pizza, that, isn't mm. it? <laughs> um, but I, I went for beef and turkey, because I like beef. So I like your, turkey. your condiment pairing with beef is turkey. And gravy. <laughs> I just... I didn't really have the condiments. I just had, well, gravy, which is a condiment, I guess. The combination of a little bit of juicy fruit mm -hmm. with a roast meat sure, is one of Britain's greatest delights. 
<laughs> I do really like horseradish, honestly. <laughs> How um, do you rank them? And I'm told, I'm told, that, that's the, the combinations or the yeah, condiments. The combinations. Right. Okay. So not condiments by themselves, right. not meats by themselves. Yep. And you know what? F off chicken. Okay. You don't you don't have a you don't have a partner. Okay. Yep. So beef and horseradish, yep. lamb and mint, yep. pork and apple, yep. turkey and cranberry. Um <clears throat> bottom to top, please. Bottom to top. Okay. Bottom to top. Please don't hit the table. Apparently it's really bad for the audio. <laughs> hey. Luke, Luke, hey. Luke's told me off many hey. a time for hitting the table. Because hey. when, when I start talking passionately, I just start doing hitting the table like that. And... Mark Kermode does that mm. when he gets very irate yeah. in movie reviews. You can hear him mm -hmm. slowly knocking the table. Yeah, which we've been told not to do, which mm -hmm. we just did several times over in hey. that bit. Um, pork and apple is my bottom. <laughs> That's number one. Bottom. Bottom. Yeah. <gasps> Pete, I, that's my number one. I don't, <laughs> I don't particularly like pork that much. Yeah, but when it's combined meat, with apple, it's very good with apple. But I still, I don't know. I, I wouldn't choose it. The crispy, crinkly mm -hmm. fat on the outside, very nice. Okay, okay, that's four. That's four for me. Three would probably be, uh, turkey and cranberry. Mm -hmm. I dry. Yeah, a bit dry can be. Uh, oh, it's so close between beef and horseradish and lamb and mint because they're both so good. Uh, okay, here's my dilemma: is that I prefer lamb to beef, but I prefer horseradish to mint sauce. And then co combined, it's like what? How does it balance out? You know, what's the what's the influence between the two? And I can't I can't figure it out. It's all about the combination: lamb and mint sauce number two, beef and horseradish <gasps> number one. Calm down. Hit me with yours. I think we might be completely inverted. <sighs> beef and horseradish fourth. Really? Because I love beef, but Sometimes you get a little bit of a, a little fatty bit. <laughs> but I horseradish is great. I don't like horseradish. Oh, it's amazing. It's That's so fair. good. People have different tastes. Yeah, they do. Third, turkey and cranberry. Mm -hmm. We're on the level there. Cool. Second, lamb and mint. Mm -hmm. Very good. Those two tastes seem like they shouldn't go together. But Toothpaste so and a Shep, right? A so Shep good, out there. <laughs> and number one pork and apple you're number four my number four email so actually in. we flipped what first and last first, place first and last but second and the third same. is the same email in support .com. i need to know now i don't know when we're going to read these emails out because i don't know when we're doing a podcast together thursday again. oh yeah i suppose <laughs> thursday right yeah because luke's off so i'm doing dynamite this week email in support .com. i haven't checked to see if we've actually got any emails for today do you want me to quickly check? That, that would be amazing if you could, because I, I'm... have got three minutes. Because I don't have my laptop with me. I've just got this tablet, and I've been setting up the tablet just so we can, like, get my notes on it and the ultra chats and that. Oh. Um, but here's the here's the tense bit as Ollie's checking, hey. and I'm going to check hey. to see if we've got an ultra chat document. We do. This is just admin at this point. <laughs> yeah, but it's the end of the podcast. It's the end, yeah. Uh... I've got Blackpool Choppy Chop Club oh for Luke gosh. and Dolly. Well, okay. Um, although he has put, it is kind of about you. Okay. Because Chop, 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 Chopper. Chop, Chop, Chop. Okay, yep. this is Brandon uh, from Texas. Howdy, Luke and Ollie. I'm Pete. Mm -hmm. Haven't emailed in a while. I hope y'all and, and all the rest of the Wrestle, wrestle Boys, there are a few girls here now. Yeah. 
uh, are doing well. I just wanted to get in touch because I've made an incredible discovery. Last night, while surfing YouTube, I decided to look up the classic clip of Ollie calling Pete the night after Mania 2019 for his big call-up to the main roster. What a night. Do you know when that was? Uh, was it April 2019? It was April the 8th. 2019 so we just missed the anniversary oh, of it oh happy anniversary mm. uh, as it always brings a smile to my face while scrolling around for it i noticed something interesting that made me do a double take pete's old parkour themed youtube channel oh god <laughs> damn it we should have opened with this email oh no <coughs> i'm gonna have to privatize that let channel. me be clear Pete's my favourite personality on oh, the channel. Oh, no. Wasn't even addressed to you. Yeah. And I'm, of course, not looking to embarrass him. Oh, no. As I think the stunts in these, in some of these videos are genuinely impressive. Uh. And I've truly gained a whole new respect for Pete's athleticism. Cool. You're still that, that athletic. Not even close. Feel free not to share publicly if Pete's uncomfortable with this. <laughs> <laughs> Great timing, Ollie. <laughs> You're okay with this, aren't you? Sure. Just gonna, gonna out. just gonna have to privatize that channel now. It's, it's just so intended as a bit of fun banter and thought it was super cool to see someone I know from one context doing something so unexpected. Mm. Anyway, boys, cheers for all your hard work. Uh dance slash jump chopper. Oh my god. Flips not fists. Hashtag nice. Chopper. Are you opening the channel? I am. There it is. I've not seen No, you this. haven't. Eight oh, years bad. ago. Oh, God, yeah. This was when I was at uni. I like how you posted my farewell session. I did. And then posted four videos. Hey, the, <laughs> the, the farewell session was farewell because I was going home for summer. Not I was leaving. That's Let's see, different. most popular. Uh, Trent Parkour, second uh -huh. session of 2014. Yeah, man. So this was when I was president of the Parkour Society at, uh, at university. Uh, yeah. There, there's music, but don't play it because we will get... Sure copyright stricken and also i was using a bad camera so there's a bunch of people that i was essentially that's not you is it yeah that's me <gasps> with hair i know it's crazy right you're so thin well yeah because i was in actually pretty good shape at this point wow hey these are Pete, Pete, do a flip and then yeah just a bunch of people that i was kind of taking through their first time doing parkour it's kind of like tumbling. hey that's me big Whoa. dive yeah i know so here's a here's this a is actually impressive, Pete. I know, isn't it? Just um, look at this poor woman trying I, to. I was uh, <laughs> to do a, her own bit of gymnastics training. I was all right back in the day. I could do some flips. That was you. Yeah, that was me. You just kind of Spider Man ran over yeah. two blocks. Yeah, it's called a double con. That's what it is. Wow. Yeah. Then there's a bunch of outtakes which you don't need to watch. Well, um, I know what I'm doing on Thursday's <laughs> oh, AW podcast. Uh, just very quickly as well, I wanted to point out that uh, I can't remember if I said this publicly or not, but Tempest and I lost Wrestle League mm. joint. So we get, we're going to have to do a duet, right? I like W and sucks. I, and I specifically said to Adam, I realize we're already late, so I'm going to very quickly say this. Uh, I said to Adam a couple of weeks ago, the only scenario in which I will do a flip is if I lose Wrestle League and people give me the Lucha Brothers as the as the theme song. That's the only scenario in which I will do a flip. And I did not think I was going to lose Wrestle League, and now I have. Uh-oh. Uh. Well, there's a bit of a backlog of punishments. So. Yeah, which we need to get sorted. Anyway, <laughs> that's going to do it for this episode of the Restore Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We're going to be back later this week for more content. It's going to be me and Ollie doing Dynamite. We've got Saturn SB3 doing NXT. All the usual stuff going on this week. Thank you so much for listening. We love you very much. Goodbye.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.